I think that's very cool. Yeah. I so, think so you, too. <laughs> Matt Stafford has seen you play the drums. Uh-huh. Joe Montana has seen you play the drums. Yeah. Wayne Brady has seen you play <laughs> the Brady. drums and seen you play bass. Has seen me play bass. Um, Roger Clemens has seen you play the drums. <laughs> That's right, the Rocket, yeah. Ozzy Smith has seen you play yes. the drums. Yep. And here's the big one. JT. <laughs> yes. Has seen you play the drums. Also Brian Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, great and, athlete, terrible announcer. And, yeah. And Ed Tall Jones. <laughs> Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. And... Clay Aiken. Um, you have which i have yeah had it for a while yeah not not the clap that most people know right yours is tell me about your condition uh i could clap really fast i had the clap i'm gonna be real with you huh. that kind of is impressive <laughs> can you teach me not like, a lot of people can do it I look like a dolphin or something drowning. Go even slower than that. Pretend I'm a five. So. Yeah. Come back with that hand. Slap with that hand. Go, 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 well, what's up, man? Oh, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Was the the clapping? Yeah, okay. a little bit. Got me a little cross eyed. It didn't uh, actually get me cross eyed. Okay. Well, welcome to episode sixteen, <gasps> sweet sixteen. I thought you were gonna say fifteen, and I was like, wait, it is sixteen. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if we did that every episode. <laughs> this is every episode. Welcome to episode fifteen, uh-huh. and the next week's like, dude, welcome to episode fifteen. Oh, I can't believe we're here. Welcome to episode. It's like the woman Again. who's all like keeps celebrating her 29th birthday, you know. <laughs> right. We're we're always going to celebrate our 15th. Yeah. Episode on the podcast. <laughs> but what's good with you, man? That reminds me, like on on Groundhog Day next year. Yeah. We should post the same episode twice right in a row. <laughs> oh my gosh. We we really should have done something for April Fools too. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking. I think everybody's a little too sensitive. Yeah. This year, which I can understand because, you know, COVID and stuff, but too sensitive but the, but about things on the, on the, uh, the up. Yeah. The uppity up. What do you mean they're too sensitive? Um, like can't take a joke. Yeah. I think people are just like, they're just not ready for it this year. Okay. Maybe next year. 
So next year we'll fool you in April. Because, yeah, because last year was a big April Fool's. Let's just be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. COVID's going away. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, it's not. What does the calendar say? 2020? Nope. Mm. So, but speaking of that, we had the vaccine, the first dose. Uh, a couple weeks ago. Did we? We did. I completely blacked out. Yeah. Um, well, that's what the vaccine does. It blacks you out, yeah. The one we had, yeah. Yeah, Pfizer. <laughs> Pfizer, yeah. No, you're right. We got it. Nothing to it. Nope. Um, except for I vomited for three hours. No, oh, that's not bad. Um, I was expecting two, but after I hit three. Yeah. And then... Um, I could only see color out of one eye, mm. and both of my ears stopped working. And me. my beard started getting grayer. So if you see oh. gray in my beard, it's Pfizer's. Fault. Okay. Um, Mine actually turned one color. Oh yeah, and it was it was it was actually brown for about four hours, and then I realized I fell asleep with a Hershey bar in my face. <laughs> <laughs> So the so then I washed it out. I was like, oh wait, what if the what if COVID the, didn't do that? What if or the, the uh, vaccine didn't do that? What if the vaccine did like really odd things? Like for yeah. example, what if it was like you took the vaccine and all of a sudden you were a Duke fan? Yeah, you know, I would like have me- some questions. Nothing medical. No, it's just like you just wake up and you're like, go Duke. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, you know, I would. Definitely write my congressman. Yeah. Or, well, <laughs> shoot him an email anyway. Shoot him an email. Or her. I don't even know who it is. Why don't you just send it over on a dinosaur? Or congresswoman. Uh, disclaimer. None yeah. of that stuff happened to me. Right. Me neither. Uh, my arm was, like, kind of bruised. Yeah. But it didn't hurt. It's like yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you picked your arm, if I picked my arm up slightly... I could like feel that something was different. Yeah. I got my, why am I doing my right? I did it in my left. Yeah. Um, but I had no symptoms. So yeah. Fingers crossed second dose next week. Yeah. Which I hear is the kicker for some people. Yeah. But it only lasts for a few hours. Not me. I'm a whip. It's a yeah. I'm can tough. you <laughs> I'm tough it out? <laughs> if it does something to me, can you whip my <laughs> So just like, <laughs> you would rather have an I mean than be sick? Yeah, because if it didn't have, doesn't happen to you, then I'm just like <laughs> I'm a huge wuss. Just whip It's funny that people actually do believe they can like manhandle something like that. Oh like, yeah. Oh man, I I'll just outman the coronavirus. <laughs> okay, bro. Yeah. And women are right. When men get sick, we become babies. And it's I can't speak for all men. Yeah. But I can speak for me. Yeah. Oh, I've become a huge it's baby. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yep. And my wife doesn't that she is not like that at all. Yeah. And I don't do I'm not a nurturing person. Yeah. I'm a good dude. Sure. I'm a thoughtful dude. I'm even a Okay. Cons- I'm a considerate dude. All right. <laughs> You, you obviously are. don't you know are. me. <laughs> yes, I do, God. Jason. 
Um, <laughs> you say Jason? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm just not nurturing. Like, Sarah Carter sure. loves, like, to be there for the dog and, like, feed it. Right. And take it out to yeah. go, like, to go potty, which I hate saying that freaking word. It's like, could we not have trained it to say, like, hey, go pee? Right. But from a young age, it was, go potty, go potty. Uh, so I'm a grown man yeah, in my backyard being like, hey, go potty. <laughs> you know? And then my neighbor comes out one time, and I heard him look. He's, like, looking both ways, and he was like, go potty. And I was like, yes, your wife did it to you, too. Exactly. You have trained it to the potty word. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm okay with with a toddler, but a dog, something about it seems it just doesn't seem very manly. Yeah. So I just want to sometimes go out there and just say, "Hey, do your stuff and yeah. get back in here." But she actually really likes nurturing, like, and I'm I feel like a, a lot most women feel this way. It's like this. Oh, for sure. Natural, like they want to take care of something. Yeah. She literally likes. Being the person mm-hmm. that feeds the dog. Sure. The action of feeding the dog. Yeah. If it was up to me, I would never do anything for the dog. Oh. Here's what I want out of my dog. So your dog would die. Yeah. <laughs> totally. No, I understand. It's like vegetables. I understand its purpose. Yeah. And I will partake. I totally understand the utility uh-huh. of why you must have a vegetable. Right. And I understand why you must feed another living thing. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to. Mm. And so here's what I want out of a dog. When I walk in the house, run up to me yeah, and say, Dad, I missed you. Yeah. And I say, I missed you too. Now, now get down. Yeah. Right? That's all I want. <laughs> and then when I'm going to sleep at night, I want it to just lay on me and I've got like a thing to rub. Yeah. That's what I want out of a dog. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is it? Which is exactly why. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if old Brian Thomas would like that one. No. Um, But. I don't know. He may like it. Yeah. He may think it's funny. Oh, he would think that was funny. Um, So. We'll send him the. Where did it. Why am I there? Why did I get to nurturing? Oh, because of. Being sick from the vaccine. Yes. So I'm not nurturing. So right. I don't I don't think about like what I should do for her. Even though I'm thoughtful and I will do things, I'm just not very good at it. Oh. Um and got it. Yeah, men suck when it comes to being sick. Yeah, if I get a fever, I'm down for the count, bro. Just like and like I know like most women, it's the nurturing thing. They they're still on their feet. Yeah. They still want to do stuff for their family, you know, just like. Super tough. Yeah. And not dudes, though. <laughs> it's like, I just got to take care of me. Yeah. <laughs> My temperature is almost above 100. <laughs> it's not bad, but I can feel it, it's though. The, it's the thing we've already talked about. Bill Burr, we're idling at 75. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. So when I'm sick. I'm real quick at a hundred. Yeah, and it's like I can't focus on anything else except yeah. I don't feel good. Right. You know exactly. I heard something. I think it was on the Conan 
podcast or someone where they're talking about like what would men be like if they were pregnant? They would suck. And I'm like, you don't even have to go that far. Mm-mm. Really is like, just let us be sick. Yeah. And we're done. Yep. Fever for you. I'm going to say I can't do a cough. Cough? I can't do it. Well, let me rephrase. I can't do a cough that's long lasting. Yeah. Like something that's going to oh, be dude, it's the worst. multiple hours. Mm-hmm. I, I literally. keep you up at night? Yeah. If that. I, I think I'd rather like walk through a bunch of low hanging hammers <laughs> than cough. Right. Over and over and over. Yeah. You know? I know, man. I would rather listen to three Nickelback records <laughs> in a row than cough for a few hours. Mm. I mean, I would trade that up too, for that's sure. Pretty, that's, that's a pretty good trade. Yeah. I um, think so. But anyway. Either way, you're going to be miserable. Well, I was going to ask you. What? Uh, you know, we just got through the Masters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you like? That? You're like, you know. Yeah. I was like, no, hey, I don't. I was going to ask you, <laughs> you know? Uh, and you're like, I I, I, I have no idea. I really don't. No. Uh, the Masters just happened. Yes. And I was out on the porch talking to you. You know who won? Um, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pujols won. Good job. I'm, I'm pretty sure the Tennessee Titans took it away. <laughs> um, Hideki I, Matsuyama actually won the the first Japanese player to win the Masters tournament. Wow, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I don't really watch golf. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It's probably, I only watch it during the Masters. It's probably the best thing you could ever nap to. Oh. By far. Like, or when it's on in a cigar lounge. Talk about peaceful. Yeah, that's true, too. But outside of that, I don't really care. Um, Yeah. Well, I did like it in Happy Gilmore, which you quoted (laughs) earlier. (laughs) That's true. That's a little different, though. But, yes, um, he took golf to to an extreme. Did you see where he literally just did it again, Adam Sandler? Like, he posted it to his Instagram yeah. And he did like the happy go. It was more. the 25th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to see if I can get that and post it right here. Okay. It's been 25 years since I've done this. Let's see what happens. I'm scared. Shooter McGavin, this is for you. And I'm not lying to you. That is smashed. Smashed. And that went pretty well. You're dead, shooter. <laughs> I didn't realize this really in, until... I know you said you were going to Augusta and all that kind of crap, but... Yeah. You know how you ask people questions, and you're actually interested, but as soon as you ask, you go, whoop. Oh, it happens a little too much for me. Yeah. And some, pe- some people... It's, Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, some people, it's <laughs> names. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, oh, like, you really like this person. Yeah. You really want to know their name. Yeah. And you go up to them and you say, hey, I'm Jeremy. And and then it's just, yeah, just completely shut off my entire brain. Yeah. And then you walk off and you go, I really wanted to know their name. Yeah. What did I just do? Yeah. It took me forever to learn my brother's name because I did that to him all the time. <laughs> so I just shun, just automatically just. Your brother. Blinders. Oh, yeah, my Your brother. brother. Yeah, my brother. 
Jonathan. <laughs> well, actually, he's known as Cooley in South Carolina, and I'm Cooley down here. I like that. So when I go up there, I always answer to everybody. I was like, Cooley. I was like, oh, that's right, him. So when you tell me about all your gigs, a lot of times I am interested, and then I shut off when you tell me. Yeah. Um, I think maybe people do that with small talk. Um. <sighs> Yeah, and I I don't think it's intentional. It's not like it's not like I'm not interested, right? I don't really, I don't really plan it. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, I'd be like, hey, you got a gig this weekend? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm playing in Virginia. And I'm like, oh, cool, we're in Virginia. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then a day later, I'll be at the lounge with Ken, and Ken's like, hey, where's Nate? I'm like, oh, he's, oh no, <laughs> I, I think he's at a gig. Yeah, and he's like, oh, cool, where's the gig? I'm like. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> but I know you told me. Yeah. But anyway, I knew you were in Augusta. Uh-huh. But then we were out on the swing, and I was like, what'd you do this weekend? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I had a couple gigs. And I'm like, oh, cool. Anything cool happened? You're like, well, Joe Montana was there. He was. And I was like, why haven't you already told me yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. And number two... <sighs> I was like, why was Joe Montana at your gig? And you're like, because I was at the Masters. <laughs> and I'm like, flex much? It was, yeah. It was uh, it was a Mercedes-Benz event. Okay. Because uh, they're, I think they may be the Masters' biggest sponsor, I want to say. Yes, that and Fisher-Price. That Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know it, Jim yeah. Nance. Hello, friends. Mr. Microphone. <laughs> you go to the broadcast booth, and he's, like, talking on one. He's like, hello, friends. He's holding up. Um, <laughs> speak and spell. Um, or if he had to, like, advertise just something random, like, hello, friends. Today's show is brought to you by Time Crisis 2. <laughs> At your local arcade. <laughs> local arcade. <laughs> I used to play the junk out of that. Which one? Time Crisis. It's the ones uh, where you, like, in the arcade where you actually hold the guns. Yeah, yeah. Like an orange one and a blue one. Oh, yeah. You know? I didn't know the name of it, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I'm going to Google it and make sure. But I'm, I think it's Time Crisis. Street Fighter 2 was mine. Okay. That was the big game okay. for me. Um, But, yeah, Joe Montana was there, and it was a event put on my Mercedes-Benz. They rent out basically this whole neighborhood. By the way, huh? that's the quote that you did. What? Waterboy. I said oh, you quoted Waterboy. Waterboy. What was the... What's... Not Happy Gilmore. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I, I see. Waterboy was the Joe Montana quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about... Okay. Yeah. What is the Waterboy quote? Uh, it's... Uh, they were... They were in the stands and Bobby Boucher made this big tackle. He's like... Woo! He's the best tackler I've seen since Joe Montana. And the other dude's like, Joe Montana was a quarterback, you idiot. I said Joe Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that is. Classic movie. Yeah. Classic. It was a good one. But that movie automatically, automatically just popped in my head because he was there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the – so, yeah, they were interviewing him, and I was like – Several feet away from Joe Montana, I was just like, he was the goat for a while. Oh yeah, for a long time actually. 
until Mr. Brady mm-hmm. kind of nudged him over. But he's still one of the all-time greats. I, I consider him Mount Rushmore. He's insane. Um, and right behind him, who he was throwing to. Yeah, exactly. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Yeah. And uh, so, but my brother was a big fan of the 49ers. And so, and I'm a Dallas fan. So back in those days, we, you know, we had it out, you know, because like whoever won basically had the last laugh for a year. Yeah. And until the next season. And uh, so, but I I did have my Dallas Cowboy hat. Hat am I wearing? Almost North Carolina hat. But it's, uh, but I did have my Dallas hat with him with me and I was just like, I wonder if he'll sign this. <laughs> <laughs> if I was nice to him, I would probably would he would have signed it, you know, because he's a nice guy. But um but I didn't get a chance to talk Are to you him. Just, like, he left. Draw a 49ers logo over a piece of notebook paper right. and then like tape it over the hat. <laughs> and then he signs it and you pull it off and you're like, sucker <laughs> <laughs> Look what you signed. I got you to sign a Dallas hat. We're gonna win five Super Bowls now. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Yeah, that'd be the day. But anyway, does he, does he live in Montana? I think so. I was gonna say, what a waste. I think there's a town called Joe. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You're kidding. Yes, I am kidding. But a uh, state that big. I mean, come on. Might as well be, be a town called. If there Joe. was, if there was a state called Thomas, I'd want to live there. Sure. Not a city, a, like a whole state. Right. You yeah, know? no city, no. Just it's you gotta like, have the whole thing. If you were, if your name was Joe Montana, mm. and you lived in a city called Joe Montana, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, also just pretty cool what he's already done. True, but I'm sure he still lives in the Bay Area, but he which probably is has in more Memphis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia. There was a guy who worked for us. <laughs> that guy Jacob, dead serious. Yeah. He thought the Bay Area was Memphis. He was like, What bay is in Memphis? Oh, man. <laughs> or what body of water is in Memphis? Dude, we gave him so much crap. <laughs> He's dead serious. He's like, wow. Yeah, man. It's like all the rappers talk about the Bay Area in Memphis. We're like, <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> this is the same guy that was like, Wow. Uh, B is in Bravo. E as in I. <laughs> oh, was that guy? Oh yeah. And when, nice. I, when I first started working there, one of his quotes was, "We were talking about something." He's like, "Man, that was way back, way back in the day, way back in history." Yeah. He was like, "So that was back in 1886 when Christopher Columbus Columbus sailed over on the Mayflower." Wow. I, it's just everything you could get wrong. Yeah. He got it wrong. Right. And he was so serious. And then he was, he said, um, <laughs> he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, Sacagawea was there. I was like, Sacagawea. I was like, okay, tell me what you know about Sacagawea. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I think you pronounce it differently than that, but whatever. Um, Probably. He was like, Sacagawea, it's Bigfoot. And I was like, hold <laughs> on. It's like Sasquatch. He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> this is this guy, dude. I love it. It's just every day. That's awesome. It was something you could just every single yeah. day. Yeah, he would say something like that. My friend's dad used to do that, but he—I think he did it 
more on purpose. Okay. Because well, I've always thought Jacob might have done this on purpose. Yeah. Because it was it was a little too funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of like how Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. Had to be so had to be done a certain way to to be that funny. Oh yeah, for you know? sure. Because Dumb and Dumberer was, yeah, freaking awful. But anyway, he used to quote the Bible, just be like, just be like and then um, he'd be like, "Honey, I'm right. It says in the Bible, ye eat the salt of the earth." <laughs> like, wow, no, that's not right. <laughs> Dude, there's this um, TikTok I saw that was like uh, motivational music behind what is not in the Bible. And it's like all these uh, famous, basically this this motivational music behind Bible verses that aren't in the Bible. Oh, yeah. And people say they're in the Bible like oh really all the time yeah i mean i i wish i could find it but it's kind of hilarious because it's mm. like some of them i'll be honest with you i didn't even know we're not in the bible oh okay like because you know you Cause just it sound like they should be yeah and you grow up in and people either in church or old men or oh yeah uh, you know just would be like well it says in the bible you know whatever i can't even think of one right right yeah and it's like i find out just like that's not in the bible and i'm like Dude, my whole life is over. I thought that was in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the misquotations are second to none. Oh, yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely out there. And it's funny because the ones that are not in there, they sound like they should be in there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I think one of them is... It's believable. Do everything in moderation. Oh, that's one that I was taught is in the Bible. Oh, okay. And it's totally not in the Bible. Right. And <laughs> I was like, and it makes sense. It does. It's very wise yeah. to do everything in moderation. Sure. It's just not in the Bible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up thinking that because I was told that. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. For um, sure. And it sounds like a honorable thing that would be in the Bible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So we got way off track. And it's arguably my fault. We were talking about the Masters. Yeah. We got down to Joe Montana, uh-huh. your brother. Tell us about tell us about playing down at the Masters. It's a Mercedes-Benz event, you said. Yeah. I just took us somewhere. Bring us back. <laughs> well, I mean, they had, yeah, they had rented out this neighborhood, or some of it anyway. Basically, it was like... They rented out fifteen houses in this neighborhood. And by the way, this neighborhood super nice. Oh yeah, and it's uh, by the river. It's like in Evans, uh, Georgia, I think. Yeah, it's either Evans or Georgia or South Carolina because Augusta's on the border. But I'm pretty sure it's Georgia. Did uh, Matt Foley do the motivational speaking? <laughs> Yeah. He <laughs> said by the river, and I thought, oh, van, yeah. van down by the river. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> oh, Matt's going to be your shadow. Here's you, here's Matt. There's you, there. <laughs> Turns out it was Joe's. It was weird. Um, <laughs> but it was like decked out with 49er apparel. 
So, um, but yeah, they just rented all these houses and then they rented out the, the clubhouse. Okay. In that neighborhood. And that's where we had the event. And, uh, so they went a little long, uh, with, with Joe and cause Joe was like, go long. And <laughs> so, so we were like, God, some of your dad jokes are, yeah, they're just, too hard to handle for sure. Well, um, it was more so that they're just nonstop. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's great. It's kind of true. Um, but he talked a lot about Bill Walsh and how he just changed the game after going to Notre Dame for four years, who back then was just, they were top notch football team back yeah. then. And um, so he was like, Bill Walsh just kind of retaught the game to me, which I thought was fascinating. And, um, and then, you know, they happen to win <laughs> four Super Bowls with him. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so we got pushed back and stuff, and but I was like, I was kind of enjoying it because I was like, well, less we have to play. But then we played like an hour, and that was it. But I want, I really wanted to talk to him. Oh, okay. But Hold it was on. like, let me just, I because I I wondered this a lot, huh? Because this goes back to Matt Stafford and yeah. all these other people. Yeah, I think I know the answer with Matt Stafford, but with Joe Montana. So did Joe Montana see you play music? He's. Well, he was there for about 20 minutes. Legend watching a legend. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Compliment sandwich. I like that setup. Yeah. Legend nice. watching a legend. Yeah. I like Hall that. of Famer watching a Hall of Famer <laughs> of, of watching. I could probably win a Dundee for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he saw me for like 20 minutes and then he left. That's super cool to me though. It's oh, like, yeah, maybe dude. you didn't meet him, but like, yeah, for he sure. watched you play drums yeah. and he can't play drums like that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when we played a wedding for Frank Beamer's daughter. Okay. Frank That's Beamer used to be cool. the coach for Virginia tech and he was there for Michael Vick years. And so like. When Virginia Tech started to be noticed, he was there. He was the guy. And, uh, and now his son. So we. Huh? His son is coach of South Carolina, right? Is he? I'm pretty sure. I didn't know that. Um, he took over for. Uh, Must champ. Must champ. Oh, I cool. will edit this out if I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty positive. Yeah. You know, Ken is a huge South Carolina fan. And right. Yeah, I'm, pr- yeah. I'm almost positive it's his son. Yeah, I got you. So, go ahead. Um, but we played uh, at his daughter's wedding, and they had it down in Oconee County, and uh, they're on the on the river, and uh, there was the van again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But it was, like, super nice wedding, and I, I didn't know he was there. Like, I didn't know it was his daughter got it. that was being married. So, because, like, never hardly – they always put the first names of who's getting married. So I was just like, I was like, well, I don't know. So in the, in the introduction of the bridal party, we played inner Sandman, which is what Virginia tech football team comes out to. They've been doing that since in the year 2000. And By the way, did you watch the Larnell Lewis 
video of him playing Inner Sandman. Oh yeah. Did you you actually watch the whole thing? Not the whole thing, but I started watching it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we should watch that after this. Yeah. It's it's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet it's kind of insane <laughs> because like a he doesn't play that kind of music, right? But you can actually tell he only listened to it one time. Yeah. And he almost almost got it. Got it. Yeah. Which I'm going to give you some credit. You could probably do that too. Depends on what, yeah. Well, it depends on what song it was. I think sure. a song like that, you could probably get pretty yeah. dang close. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that reminded me. Well, let's, uh, let's watch that after. That's this. funny. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they came out to Inner Sandman, so I was just like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Still, just didn't oblivious to it because I just I just didn't look out and like pay attention to the yeah. crowd either. So when the father daughter dance came up. Frank came out, and I was just like, It's Frank! It's Frank! It's Frank! You know, I was just like freaking out, man, because I was just like, this dude's a legend. Yeah. And uh, so so they they did the father-daughter dance, you know, and we played pretty much all night. And uh, so I was like, man, I got to meet him. So me and Dustin went up there uh, to meet him together, and I was like, I was like, I went to four games the the year you went to the national championship, and I was like, he's like, oh, that was that was a good year. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was a very good year, and uh, but he was like super nice, and he was like, I appreciate y'all playing for my daughter's wedding. You have made this day very special. Super nice guy, and mm. I was just like, oh yes, and uh, but it was it was it was cool. But that's what I wanted to like. You know, Joe Montana to see me after the show and just be like, you know. But like you said, he did see me play, which was kind of cool. I think that's very cool. Yeah. I so, think so you, too. <laughs> Matt Stafford has seen you play the drums. Uh-huh. Joe Montana has seen you play the drums. Yeah. Wayne Brady has seen you play <laughs> the Brady drums. And seen you play bass. Has seen me play bass. Um, Roger Clemens has seen you play the <laughs> drums. Right, the Rocket, yeah. Ozzy Smith. Has seen you play yes. the drums. Yep. And here's the big one. JT. <laughs> yes. Has seen you play the drums. Also, Brian Jordan. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, great and, athlete, terrible announcer. And, yeah. And Ed Two Tall Jones. <laughs> Dallas Cowboy. Yeah. And Clay Aiken. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, it is cool to me that this this amount of celebrities have watched you do. Dude, it's unreal. Do your thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Um, I feel and like if they that, had to compliment me or give me a comment or whatever, that, I, dude, I take that to the grave, bro. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And uh, that was like, I'll keep this short, this story short, but that was like when I played Freebird. Oh, yeah. Um, just, I'll tell the story real quick. For Twelve Stone Church, for Father's Day, they wanted to do Freebird, mm. and uh, they just really wanted to do the solo. I was so sad I wasn't playing that day. Oh my gosh, we would that that would have made that much better for me, yeah. honestly. If you if you'd have been playing, yeah. But they were trying to figure out who could play the solo. Yeah, and so uh, Jonathan Neese told them he's like, "Yo, Jeremy, oh, right. Jeremy's been waiting for this moment his whole life." <laughs> He knows right. it note for note, which right. I do. I mean, I I just grew up playing. Oh it. yeah, 
And so they called me and they're like, hey, can you do the Freebird solo? I was like, yep, 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 yep. I'm there. Done. <laughs> All right. And uh, so for Father's Day, at the end of the service, every service, um, I played Freebird, which was cool. But uh, for the, the Sunday night service, which is the last time we're going to play so it. this is the four Sunday, or four service. Yeah, we had a 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., and a 6 p.m. Yeah. So the last time I was going to play it, oh, it was so so difficult. It just makes me tired just thinking about it. <laughs> was uh, Sunday night. So you came to the Sunday night service. Yep. And that was cool. But then, as we're about to play Freebird, Tyler comes over to me. And he goes, hey, man, I don't mean to make you nervous, Yeah. but Danny Chauncey's on the front row. Well, you know Danny Chauncey. Yeah. I didn't at the time, but I knew who he was. That's funny that Tyler would point him out, too, because... I was watching him watching you. Yes. And so I was like, I wonder if Jeremy knows he's down there. Yes. I was like, you got to know. Yeah. So, so yeah. for those who don't know, Danny Chauncey is the guitar player for 38 Special. Yes. He's played with Skinner just so many times. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. So he knows the song He knows well. the song. Well, <laughs> I start playing the song, and I notice he will not look at me. Because uh, he's probably get it, he's cringe ready. He's like, oh my uh, okay. god, here we are. We're gonna play Freebird. So this is before the solo. No, this is like kind of during the solo. Oh, okay. He he. I just noticed he was not looking my okay. way. Um, until he realized, oh, this cat, this cat actually knows the Freebird solo. And then I look at you, and you're right. You ain't looking at me at all. <laughs> All you were doing was looking at Danny Chauncey. Yeah. <laughs> now, fortunately for me, I, I played it well. I didn't mess up. Right. Well, after the service, Danny Chauncey like runs up on stage, runs up on stage, mm. and he goes, dude, that's the way it's done. <laughs> and he gives me this big hug. And rem- like, remember, I don't know him yet. Right. He gives me this huge hug. And he's like, man, he's like, Skinner doesn't play it that well. And I was like, huh, <laughs> right. huh, huh, yeah. I'm going to die. Right. And I called my dad and I told him, and dad was like, you could take that to the grave, son. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. I mean, you kind of have to know me and know my insane fandom for Skinner. Yeah. And my, and that song, you know, well, what we should play do guitar. You know what we should do? Huh. July 4th. Me, you, Jared, Freebird. Ooh. And just rock the crap out of it. Dude, that would be awesome. And get you like a, a mullet wig. <laughs> and like, dude, we should yeah. do Freebird on July oh, 4th. Dude, I'm there, man. As sort of like a celebration of... Too bad I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean you're going to be on a gig? Dude, I'm totally down. No, because usually when we have a gig, it's on the 3rd. Yeah. So, actually, let me check. Okay. Uh, why? Yep. Third. Okay. I mean, we're obviously going to film it beforehand. Oh, it's going to be such a long drive. Yeah. But. Right. To end that story, I just, what I was, if you know how much I love Freebird, to have someone like him come up to me and say, dude, Skinner doesn't play that Skinner is basically a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was cool. You remember that time? It was a real nice time. 
<laughs> Reminds me of that other Chris Farley bit. He's talking to Paul McCartney. Hey, Dude, I was thinking the same thing. You remember? You remember, you remember when you were in when you played bass in in the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I do. That was cool. <laughs> I don't remember the, any of the quotes. Oh my gosh, so Chris Farley funny. is a legend. Yep. But that, so I'm saying that to say that I kind of relate to what it's like when someone watches you do your thing. Well, when you were at festivals, I'm sure somebody yeah, saw you that the, you're just like, oh, my gosh. Well, the problem there is that I'm not sure who was there. Um, Like not even the acts? I don't think the acts, like the music industry is kind of not great. Well, yeah. So I think a lot of the acts don't watch other acts. I got you. Um, but one of the people that watched this was, I think like Hawk Nelson and that was pretty cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I haven't had as many like celebrity run-ins with music. Yeah. My celebrity run-ins have been in normal life, like the new girl thing. Um, oh yeah, for but, sure. uh, yeah, I, <laughs> If Joe Montana watched me do anything, <laughs> right? It, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if he watched me drive a car, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, you're you know? good at Uno, bro. Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Montana. <laughs> hey, Joe. Oh. You, you, you remember, <laughs> you remember when you played, you used to play, well, you remember when you used to play quarterback <laughs> for the 49ers? Yeah, I do. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, he had a uh, he had a story too about the Super Bowl. Who? Uh, Joe Montana. He said John Candy was watching him. Oh, really? It was the last drive, Super Bowl twenty three. They're down by like a few. I mean, well, they have to score a touchdown, so they're down by like four or five, and they have to score a touchdown to win the game, or else that's it. It's over with. Yeah. And so the team gets in the huddle. He goes, look at that. John Candy sitting there, sitting down there eating a hot dog. All right, let's do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> you talk about cool Joe, bro. I mean, good gosh. Like, the world is watching you right now. That's true, man. I'm not sure. That's another level. I'm not sure I know how, how would know how to process something like that. No. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. Even like, even like watching the Masters, like the that's one of the hardest golf courses to play, and like even if you land on the green, like you know, this far from the hole, there's not a hundred percent chance that you're getting it in because mm-hmm. there's so there, there's so many twists and turns, and I've seen so many people miss putts. Like even on the last green, you're surrounded by thousands of people, and you're just like, and you know, it's just quiet, and then. <laughs> oh man I, the, my favorite is the dude in the crowd and as soon as they hit the ball they have to say something you know yeah and it's always Bill Mickelson for birdie get in the hole <laughs> I was like how does that make Phil 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 hmm Ooh. so or, you know, a tiger. It's just like, 
It's like, well, you can just don't, you know, just don't yell in the backswing because that's the worst thing mm-hmm. you can do. So, which my nephew needs to learn. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of misplays, uh-huh. uh, how about that Dagum Braves game on <sighs> Sunday? I don't know when you guys are listening or watching this, but yeah. we're talking about the game against the Phillies. The blown call. Which would be, what's today, April, what is today? 14th. 14th, so it'd be 13th, 12th, April 11th. Okay. It's yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Where they uh, blew the call at the plate. And it was Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN. Which, look, I, I we're not going to be mean the whole time right now. Right. But A-Rod, you need to shut up. <laughs> hey Rod, absolutely, dude, Alex Rodriguez, you you're a legendary baseball player. Yeah, legendary. Yeah, but you're one of the worst color commentators I've ever heard oh, in my whole life. You suck. Yeah, and you you're you're you don't have a cool voice. <laughs> you don't say anything interesting, and you're an yeah. Ass. And JLo doesn't even like you. And JLo doesn't even like you. <laughs> it's over for you. Uh, it's actually not a review for some I reason. Say J-Lo. But I'm like, the massive pool of possible choices for color commentator for Sunday night baseball. Yeah. And you picked this. I, got, I, could, I can't even think of a word that's not horrible. What was he saying about play? I can't even remember because I was so furious. I don't even know. Because, like, like I, th- I think he was like, he was on the favor of. That's how he's like, well, I guess they saw him at the plate. And I'm just like, no, A-Rod. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the play, bro. You played baseball for so many years. If that happened to you, oh my God, come on. You wouldn't be like, uh, uh, maybe they missed the call. No, 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 no. They missed the call. Yeah. Just tell it like it is, bro. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get fired. And I got to tell you, watching baseball on ESPN, is kinda, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Because they talk too much. Yeah. There, there's very little play-by-play. Dude, the John Miller, Joe Morgan days. I, Joe Morgan, rest his soul. Yes. Dude. Love that guy's voice. Oh, but gosh. Okay, but even just even Chip Carey and Frank Orr. Yeah. And Tom Glavin. For sure. They nail it, dude. Yeah. They kill it. Yeah. Like I, like, now I didn't watch their broadcast. Were they were, no, they weren't broadcasting that one. Uh, okay. I'm just saying they broadcast all the other ones. Right. And even them. But weren't like, they talking about it? They talked about it the next day. Okay. So they talked about it the next day, and they were like, dude, this is just garbage. Yeah. And they were like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine if you call the play that way. Yeah. But then come back and tell us why. Right. It's like, well, we had these angles. We, uh-huh. you know, we looked at these angles, and because of this, we made this decision. Yeah. You know, just like they do in football. Yeah. But no, for some reason in baseball, they're like, we're going to send it off to New York and then they're just going to come back with yeah. their corporate decision. Right. And we just have to deal with it and lose the game, by the way. And MLB has, the umpires have nothing to look at, right? Except for the. Oh, no, the umpires don't do it. So they're just looking in the outfield. Well, they're literally listening. Atlanta does have that huge big screen that they could look at, but they just don't do it. Yeah. Well, no, and they, they got a screen to look at, but they have no say. Yeah. And that was that was what Snicker was doing. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Snicker came out there. He's like, "Listen, I'm not blaming you guys, but just look at, the, at right. the Teletron." What they told him was, "We don't have enough evidence." He was like, "Evidence? That's the biggest TV out in the world, <laughs> right?" Like exactly. He's like, "I'm not blaming you either." That's the, that, which is why I don't think he was kicked out. 
because he no. wasn't arguing with them. No. Well, it's not honestly. It's it. A. It should be left up to the umpires. Right. But in this in this case, it's not the umpire's fault. The yeah. guy is bang bang play. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's he's not wrong for thinking that that was safe. Yeah. But when you go back and look at it, yeah, you're like, that dude was definitely out. Right. Like, oh, for sure. Definitely out. Didn't even touch the plate. And then we just get the call from New York that says, you know, nope, he's he's safe. Now I didn't watch it in real time. Uh, I just watched the replay, but like I don't know how long the replay, the actual replay took. Like if New York was just like, eh, let's, I mean, we're taking too long. Let's just, oh, let's it just call him safe. Yeah. So I mean, <sighs> well, and it's really bad timing because yeah, I'm not going to get into politics on this thing, right? But take your damn politics, yeah, and get them out of my baseball. Yeah, I don't care. You know why I watch sports? To get away from politics. It's an escape. Yeah. Well, on that note, a little happier note. Yeah. Uh, this is a good episode. It, it, it was. <laughs> it was. But deep, but deep, but deep. That's all, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think uh, our time is up, mm. and I want to uh, go do something else. <laughs> I think I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> Which is funny. We're literally going to go do the same thing just without microphones. Yeah. I want people to know this. Nathan and I talk uh-huh. before we start filming. Yes. And it's just like this. Mm-hmm. And then we start filming. Yeah. And then we stop filming. Yep. And it it's not like it stops. No. It's the same thing. And I was telling my wife last night when we were uh, driving, I was like, I think it's kind of interesting because there are a lot of people who don't know you. Now, there's a lot yeah. of people who don't know me either, but what yeah. I'm saying with you is like, uh, you are sometimes reticent or reserved. Yeah. Uh, not really on purpose. You're just, you no. know, you're not as open to everyone you meet. <clears throat> right. right? Mm-hmm. And then people get to know you. And you like really come out of your shell and yeah, like yeah. really open up, but there's a lot of people that don't really know you. True, they don't they don't see the Nathan I see. Right, but this podcast, all these people get to know you, and I th- I don't know, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, you know, people who who don't have the what I would call luxury of being your friend. Yeah, uh, they get to see a different side of you. Which is really yeah. not even a different side of you. No, it's like it's not really. It's you. It's just more outgoing. It's you, and um, yeah, it's comfortable here too. So yeah. it's like, but yeah, you're right because I'm like because I won't look and say, idiot, <laughs> nice joke, dummy. <laughs> right, because I'm like the extroverted introvert. Yes, and I. Basically, if I want to be alive at a party, I, I'll do it. You can. But if I don't want to be, then I, I can definitely do the opposite for sure. It just depends. Like I, read, I kind of read the room and be like, can I make this person laugh? Or I think sometimes you're a sharpshooter where you just, yep. you're just waiting and you're looking. and you're, For sure. And then that moment comes and you just flop a joke in there. Yeah. And the place just loses it. Yeah. And one-liners. 
That's that's and but on this this podcast, to me, what a lot of people don't get to see is your silliness. Yeah, you know that's true. I mean, even when we go to the lounge, you and I both are like calm and yeah, uh, pretty reserved over there. Like I'm I'm I tend to be a little more outspoken and outgoing, but I'm also like straight. Like I'm pretty yeah. straight. Like I I don't I I'm not I'm not cutting up. Yeah. And all this other stuff. And even some You're you're just like you're you're talking just to talk. Yeah. Like just to have a conversation. Yeah. Which is cool. But then people run into me and they're like, dude, comedian. I didn't know you were a comedian. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not like I'm gonna walk in and say, The comedian's here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's the entertainer. <laughs> right. Uh, and I've had people say too, like, Wow, I didn't know you played guitar like that. I'm like, Well, I'm not going to tell you. Right. I'm not going to walk in with a guitar and say, oh, boy, I'm here. Um, That was 20-year-old us. Yes. We're much older for that. Yeah, my dad's always told me, like, if you're good at something, you don't have to tell anybody. Right. You know, they'll find out. Oh, yeah. And uh, But anyway, with that, I think we should go do something else. I just want to um, shout out to Nathan Cooley for just being good. <laughs> That's our timer. That's our timer. That's our timer. Uh, that was a bad beat. That means our uh, camera's about to shut off. So yep. We love y'all. Uh, Everybody, subscribe to the YouTube if, mm-hmm. you're, if, you, if you're not doing that. Subscribe. Hit that like button. Tell your friends, hit the notifications bell. And you know what? That's how you do it. Have a great week in the Lord. Amen. Right? Peace out. And Bye. help the, heal the world, get vaccinated. Bye. Toodles. <laughs> heal the world, make it a better place. <laughs>